section thirty one of sikh religion volume five by max arthur macauliffe this librivox recording is in the public domain life of guru gobind singh chapter thirty one the guru feeling that his end was approaching desired to send sahib kaur to her co-wife sundari whom he had left in dili on his departure to the south of india he knew that she could not endure the shock which his demise would cause her she at first refused to leave nander saying that she had made a vow never to take her daily food without seeing the guru and how could she fulfil her vow if she were to part from him the guru then gave her six weapons which had belonged to his grandfather guru har gobind and told her to look at them whenever she desired to behold him with these and other inducements he at last persuaded her to depart she was accompanied by bai mani singh and both were enjoined to comfort and console sundari the current sikh account of the guru's death is that he was stabbed by gul khan a grandson of painda khan in revenge for the death of the latter at the hands of guru har gobind more probable is the account given in one of the recensions of bahadur shah's history the guru was in the habit of constantly addressing assemblies of worldly persons religious fanatics and indeed all varieties of people one day an afghan who frequently attended these meetings was sitting listening to him when certain expressions which were disagreeable to the ears of the faithful fell from the guru's tongue the afghan was enraged and regardless of the guru's dignity and importance stabbed him twice or thrice with a poniard the emperor on hearing of the outrage dispatched some of his most skilful surgeons to attend to the guru's injuries and so skilfully did they perform their duty that the guru's wounds were nearly healed in a fortnight after which the surgeons took their leave as being no longer required in a short time the emperor again sent to inquire after the guru's health and made him several offerings which included two bows a discussion arose whether the guru could bend them on this he took up one and on bending it burst open his imperfectly healed wounds blood began to flow copiously the wound was bound up by the guru's attendants but this time it was past medicament the guru set apart five hundred rupees for the preparation and distribution of sacred food and one hundred rupees to purchase sandalwood and whatever else was necessary for his obsequies his sikhs came to him and said that while he was alive they had the benefit of his presence but they required instruction which might remind them of him hereafter and guide them to salvation the guru replied o oh, dear and beloved khalsa the immortal gods will can never be resisted he who is born must assuredly die guru arjan hath said everything we behold shall perish night and day are merely expressions of time it is the immortal god alone who ever abideth all other beings however holy and exalted must depart when the last moment allotted them arriveth for none can escape the primordial law of corporeal dissolution all this world composed of the five elements is death's prey when the materials perish how can the fabric remain 
god the creator and cherisher of all is alone immortal brahma vishnu shiv and the other gods of the hindus perished at their appointed time of what account is man wherefore o my friends it is not good to be unduly enamoured of this fragile body know that the light of the imperishable god whose attributes are permanence consciousness and happiness shineth ever in you wherefore always abide in cheerfulness and never give way to mourning god is ever the same he is neither young nor old he is not born neither doth he die he feeleth not pain or poverty know that the true guru abideth as he creatures who are steeped in bodily pride are very unhappy and night and day subject to love and hate ever entangled and involved in the deadly sins they perish by mutual enmity and at last find their abode in hell yet for the love of such creatures the guru assumed birth to deliver them he hath instructed them in the true name and very fortunate are they who have received and treasured his instruction by it they are enabled to save themselves and others from the perils of the world's ocean as when after drought rain falleth and there is abundance so the guru seeing human beings suffering and yearning for happiness came to bestow it on them and remove their sorrows by his teaching and as the rain remaineth where it falleth so the guru's instruction ever abideth with his disciples the sikhs who love the true guru are in turn beloved by him o khalsa remember the true name the guru hath arrayed you in arms to procure you the sovereignty of the earth those who have died in battle have gone to an abode of bliss i have attached you to the skirt of the immortal god and entrusted you to him read the granth sahib or listen to it so shall your minds receive consolation and you shall undoubtedly obtain an abode in the guru's heaven they who remember the true name render their lives profitable and when they depart enter the mansions of eternal happiness when the sikhs came again to take their last farewell of the guru they inquired who was to succeed him he replied i have entrusted you to the immortal god ever remain under his protection and trust to none besides wherever there are five sikhs assembled who abide by the guru's teachings know that i am in the midst of them he who serveth them shall obtain the reward thereof the fulfilment of all his heart's desires read the history of your gurus from the time of guru nanak henceforth the guru shall be the khalsa and the khalsa the guru i have infused my mental and bodily spirit into the granth sahib and the khalsa after this the guru bathed and changed his dress he then read the japji and repeated an ardus or supplication while doing so he gave instructions that no clothes should be bestowed as alms in his name he then put on a muslin waistband slung his his bow over his shoulder and took his musket in his hand he opened the granth sahib and placing five pais and a cocoa-nut before it solemnly bowed to it as his successor then uttering wa guru ji ka khalsa wa guru ji ki fata he circumambulated the sacred volume and said o beloved khalsa let him who desireth to behold me behold the guru granth obey the granth sahib it is the visible body of the guru and let him who desireth to meet me diligently search its hymns the guru went to an enclosure formed of tent walls where his bier had been erected in the end of the night a watch before day he lay on his bier and directed all his sikhs except by 
santok singh who was specially attached to him to go to their homes he then gave his last orders to his last attendant keep my kitchen ever open and receive offerings for its maintenance if any one erect a shrine in my honour his offspring shall perish by santok singh represented that the sikhs were few at nander and how were offerings to be obtained the guru replied o bai santok singh have patience singhs of mine of very great eminence shall come here and make copious offerings everything shall be obtained by the favour of guru nanak he then in grateful acknowledgment of the spiritual benefactions of the founder of his religion uttered a persian distich the translation of which is gobind singh obtained from guru nanak hospitality the sword victory and prompt assistance the guru then breathed his last the sikhs made preparations for his obsequies as he had instructed them the sohila was solemnly chanted and sacred food distributed while all were mourning the loss of the guru a hermit arrived and said you suppose that the guru is dead i saw him this very morning riding his bay horse when i bowed to him he said come o hermit let me behold thee very happy am i that i have met thee at the last moment i then asked him whither he was wending his way he smiled and said he was going to the forest on a hunting excursion he had his bow in his hand and his arrows were fastened with a strap to his waist the sikhs who heard this statement arrived at the conclusion that it was all the guru's play that he dwelt in uninterrupted bliss and that he showed himself wherever he was remembered he had merely come into the world they said to make trial of their faith and remove the ills of existence wherefore for such a guru who had departed bodily to heaven there ought to be no mourning the ashes of his bier were collected and a platform built over them the khalsa to whom the guruship had been entrusted declared that all those who visited the spot should receive due spiritual reward the guru departed from the scene of his earthly triumphs and reverses on thursday the fifth day of the bright half of kartik sambat seventeen hundred and sixty five a d seventeen hundred and eight having exercised spiritual and temporal sovereignty over the sikhs for three and thirty years and resided in nander for fourteen months and ten days the sikh temple at nander called ab chal nagar is an imposing structure with a cupola and two minarets the interior is surrounded by a wall of martial implements emblematic of the militant side of the guru's character it was built by maharaja ranjit singh in eighteen hundred and thirty two in defiance of the guru's interdiction additions are being continually made to the edifice by the contributions of devout sikhs End of chapter thirty one